Welcome back into the Roundtable Sports Podcast. I'm your host, John Newman. I don't have anybody with me today. I'm just going to be, this is, you know, centered around my Missouri teams here. But if you're a fan, a journalist, a sports commentator, anywhere, I mean, you can benefit from hearing this and and dealing with, you know, the, the, the lesser, you know, lesser, less knowledgeable fan. Mizzou is serving a bowl ban this year, and uh, the Chiefs are in a transition period on on the defensive side of the ball. So just kind of two things to keep in mind as I start my rant. The Chiefs made a splash in free agency on the defensive side of the ball this year with Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, and Frank Clark. Uh, I don't think we've got a nickname for Frank yet. Uh, Frank the Tank works for me because that's just the way he plays the game. Plus, you know, Mizzou guys, you already know, James Franklin was our tank at the quarterback spot. All right, let's roll. All right, we signed up Mitchell Schwartz to yet another year at $20 million. People are going to be like, why? Why are they they sign an offensive lineman? They can just – because offensive linemen don't come a dime a dozen the way that every other position does in this league. When they're at the level that Mitchell Schwartz is, he has been an anchor for this offense since the day he came here. You know, his job is to make sure the running back doesn't have to hesitate when he's handed the ball and going to his side. His job is to make sure – that Patrick Mahomes can take a quick glance back to the left side where Fish is playing and and not have to worry about getting blown up. That's just what Mitchell Schwartz brings to the table. Um, You know, I think that it was a good, good job by the Kansas City Chiefs at whatever cost it is. We've got Chris Jones holding out of minicamp for contract reasons right now, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Um... A lot of these guys do a lot of their own work in the offseason. They, they just do that. That's just the way that uh, players ensure that regardless of what happens with these contract negotiations, even if they feel like a team's thrown them under the bus, that wherever they go in the next spot, it's not going to hinder them. They're going to they're gonna go ahead and, and be in the best shape they can for the position that they are going to play somewhere else. I think that, you know, Chris Jones is going to stay a chief, hopefully, if that's not economically feasible, guess what? You've got a man named Frank Clark, I already mentioned, who is a part of that same unit, maybe not interior D-line because he's going to play on the outside in the 4-3, but you've signed up guys like Alex Okafor. You've signed up guys like uh, Emmanuel Agba, you know, guys that are going to be able to, to do a pass-rushing job from the outside, and then Frank Clark, just pass rush, run stuff, whatever you need done from that edge spot, you've got Frank Clark. you got Derek Nottie on the inside, who by all intents and purposes is is just as good after after watching him play for one season as, as Jones was after one season. Maybe not quite as, as much of a splash player, but in terms of, you know, being the nose in a 3-4, that's going to translate to this 4-3 defense with Spags as the coordinator. We heard today Chaveris Ward talked about how communication has been so much better on the defensive side of the ball with Steve Spagnola as the defensive coordinator opposed to Bob Sutton. And I, my prediction, my guess, where that comes from is that Bob Sutton had been burned by players in the past to taking his system to another place and telling people, you know, what he teaches and everything. 
And Spagnuolo's been out of the game for long enough that if if and also he's innovative enough. It's proven in the past that he's gonna he's just gonna call different plays. And Pop Sutton was unwilling to call different plays. You know, he was unwilling to you know change certain things. Did he bring Daniel Sorensen down from that safety spot? Yeah, pretty sure every defensive coordinator would do that. Did he rotate slot and and outside corners? Uh, not may, maybe not as much as he should. And you get a guy like Tyron Matthew, I already mentioned, um, able to do that sort of over the top safety, come down to the slot. You know, he's a play buster. Same way that, that Frank Clark's a playbuster. Same way that Chris Jones is a playbuster. And it's not just, you know, look at him getting torched here. Look at him getting torched here. Look at him getting ran past here. Look at him getting lost in the run game. No, that's not what it's about. Because overall, the body of work over the, at the end of the game, you could say, you know, I don't think Chris Jones has had a really bad game over, over the course of, you know, a quarter of a season or whatever uh, unit of measure you want to go for for terms of how uh, well somebody's playing within a season or within a system. I think that, uh, you know, it's just reaffirming to, to, to me as a fan of the Chiefs that uh, whatever happens, it, it, it's going to be for the better. I mean, we got, uh, we, we, we had to see Justin Houston walk away, um, you know, you know, at, uh, it's a guy that we wanted to keep here. But, uh, you know, he's not here anymore. D Ford, we would have loved to have him as well. And it's just not about, you know, him lining up offsides. That's not the reason why he's not here. It's just that it was time and at price point and everything. I think D Ford is going to be, you know, happy. And uh, if he's in Cleveland, I think, that, I think that's where he went. Then he's going to be happy. San, Fr- San Francisco, sorry, I said Cleveland because, you know, Cleveland uh, – they they have our old general manager and uh, they're taking a taking a chance on uh, that running back that one guy we won't mention his name um, but you know the court of public opinion has 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 some pool and every situation with that is different and you know I think that you know if if the Chiefs organization did their due diligence if the NFL did their due di- diligence then Kareem Hunt would have you know been handed uh what he was deserved earlier than than you know at the hands of, of the media and and uh yeah so there's going to be people that are always just going to compare the two situations between that one and the one that we are currently going through uh well now it has passed investigations closed um but uh with Tyreek Hill I do not want to get into anything. I really don't know a whole lot about the situation, and neither do you guys. You guys heard an audio tape that came out, um, and and who knows the context behind what was said before or after that. Uh, who knows the state of mind that he's in. You know he's got uh, a child that is, is his son on the line, um, and, and, you know, he should have, you know, been maybe a little bit more calm and, and cautious over, over what words he said but um we will let you know the nfl hand out the suspension for that and and just uh be thankful that that hopefully um the child is is going to receive a better home life uh stuff's pretty depressing to talk about so i'm gonna i'm gonna move on to uh what i was gonna talk about next here and it's it's just that uh i think that the uh um, we're going to stick with the NFL here for a little bit. I'm talking Chiefs. Let's talk some AFC West. I, I heard the other day John Gruden made a backhanded uh, remark about the uh, 
about, about maybe NFL hard knocks will come cover that whenever whenever it came to being asked about, you know, maybe, I don't know, something with Antonio Brown or, or something going on uh, within the Raiders organization or structure. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I I just saw it and I thought it was pretty funny. Somebody uh, uh, who was a, a reporter that was there uh, said that John Gruden had taken a shot at the at the whole hard knocks thing, and <laughs> I think it's I think it's quite hilarious that that uh, John Gruden say say that because uh, he. Uh, he is, uh, regardless of what you guys say, he's he's a he's a player's coach, and and he's won a Super Bowl before in the past. And uh, to say that you know the Raiders aren't going to be uh, a better team with him as the coach, uh, that it, it, I said aren't going to be a better team with him as the coach is, is kind of asinine to me. I think that uh, in the in the, in the long run, we'll, we'll see. Maybe Derek Carr is their quarterback. Maybe he's not. I don't know. I think maybe he lost something off of his arm. Uh, and it could be a confidence thing or whatnot. We'll see how that goes. Um, but they they made some great signings this this off season. Uh, the, the Broncos they they had a good draft this off season, and uh, you know there's there's uh, of course and then with the Chargers uh, they are always they always have been kind of an organization of, of a lot of question marks and and um, I think Philip Rivers still has you know enough in him to 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 lead that team to be the the second best team in this conference. But I I don't think anybody's got a chance right now at, at catching up with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think we're just uh, head and shoulders above everybody in this division, and uh, I think we're going to be able to keep it that way with the way that uh, we uh, have have been ran by by Coach Reed, by Brett Veach, and City Chiefs fans. We've got uh, you know media outlets everywhere saying you know how how dangerous we are just because of Mahomes and I think you know this offseason we've we've done a great job you know everybody wanted to go out and get either uh, Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell just because you know they were the Steelers were a team that uh, gave us trouble in the past and um, you know they still can in the future but uh, we didn't we decided to uh, go out and spend money on the defensive side of the ball where in my opinion it was more important uh, to all of the Chiefs fans, it seemed to be more important to uh, to make the defense better. Um, I think, you know, their two big splash moves this offseason did that. And then, you know, they drafted, you know, uh, some some guys that uh, maybe weren't uh, huge names by by any means. Um, but we'll we'll have a chance to to improve uh, with with what we've got. Let's go ahead and, and get into uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about. You know, I don't. Um, keep up with a whole lot of you know the other teams in college football the way i used to and i, I need to get back into it uh, with mizzou even but uh i think you know this is going to be a great year for mizzou football regardless of if we stay uh on on the bowl probation or not for this year um and i'm just going to argue uh that this sort of thing happens in in, in most uh, colleges and universities and uh, I'm going to also argue that, you know, uh, these tests uh, probably um, were taken for players or, you know, the questions answered or whatnot. I don't I don't know how it works. Um, I myself, you know, uh, could honestly um, could honestly care less because as a fan, you know, if, if we um, aren't at the level to make the college football playoffs and what's a bowl game really it's it's one last hurrah for the guys and you can have your one last hurrah you know playing against arkansas at the end of the season which you know if you beat them then boom you won your bowl game you won your uh, battle line rivalry you get a trophy for it even um 
but mainly, I mean, you're playing for, for those guys next to you and, and yourself, and uh, you're trying to make it to the NFL. You're trying to make it uh, up the ladder on the depth chart, and the better you play, you know, the higher chance there is of, of all of those things happening. Uh, I, I myself uh, am excited to see Kelly Bryant in the Mizzou uniform, uh, rocking that number seven, running around out there. Uh, doing his thing. I thought the offense that Derek Dooley brought here to Mizzou uh, last year was kind of a better fit for the athletic quarterback. And they get uh, they get Kelly Bryant, and they also got Sean Robinson. And uh, Robinson's got more years of eligibility. Bryant's a graduate transfer, um, which means that you know he gets to spend a lot more time on football, on film, on on being with you know his teammates whenever you know they're free from all of that stuff. And and. Uh, you know, if if the NCAA is is the business model of, of college sports, then um, Kelly Bryant's maneuvered the system in a way that's going to make him uh, able to play his 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 finest football in his final year, even though he's not at Clemson and and there might not be a chance for him to win a uh, national championship or, or make a uh, bowl game that uh, people sit down and watch. But I'm not sure exactly how many people sit down and watch bowl games that aren't fans of 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 um, of certain teams you know um so it's just gonna be it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun to see i'm gonna try to make it back out to columbia uh this year to watch some watch some good football um and and one thing i'll bounce that back since we're talking about kelly bryan a little bit you know trevor lawrence taking over there uh uh at clemson uh that's a guy that you could i could honestly see gruden you know being uh very you know having his eyes on as as as, you know uh, if Derek carr doesn't you know play his way out of this funk that he's been in or uh whatnot um then then yeah there's a there's a name to look for if you're uh still listening as a raiders fan um but back to mizzou um we have you know been signing these guys these these guys uh well, not signing, uh, getting commits from these uh, athletes in the in the state of Missouri um, that are, you know, the higher level ones. We've kind of been missing that for, for a few years now. And I think, you know, um, the culture has, has uh, changed at the at the um, University of Missouri uh, for the better. You know, I think uh, there was a lot of, you know, uh, assumptions and, and uh, offense taken and, and uh, you know, things that... Uh, kind of uh made a a bad mark on on this uh on this uh program and university uh if you will uh but uh seems to have ran its course i think that as far as you know the the uh athletic program goes uh, they uh are you know in, in a tremendous spot to uh to um well on the football side of things uh to to you know, win games and, and satisfy, you know, their athletes' needs. And, and that should be the job of, of the NCAA. Um, do we need a national championship or a bowl game? Really? No, not not, not really. Um, it's cool as fans, but, but, you know, just think of, you know, the national championship trophy is – or the bowl game is this year. If we win six games and we beat Arkansas, hey, we won the battle line trophy. Or, you know, if we win, you know uh, – if we win eight or nine games and we beat either Florida or Georgia and they have a chance to make it to the SEC championship or a cha- and one of them has a chance to make it to the college football playoff or whatnot, hey, we, we ruined one of their seasons. And and uh, that's, you know, us getting back at them for little brothering us, uh, their fan base is little brothering us. Uh, and, and, you know, 
us not getting you know the time to talk at SEC media days and and uh, not just just not uh, being put in the position to uh, you know bring Mizzou football to the to the forefront of this conference even though you know in the first three years that we were here uh, we had two um, uh, division titles and uh, um, yeah I think that transition period is over you know the culture change is happened at the university has been a, a pretty good one and, and uh you know uh, i i'm looking forward to to this next season uh, i don't got much more to say uh other than that you know i'm uh hopeful that uh all of these things come in to fru- fruition 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 don't know which <laughs> which word to uh pick there i think it's uh fruition um, but, uh, I'm not getting paid for this yet. So, uh, enjoy this episode of the podcast. Uh, if you guys, uh, get some advertisements, maybe, maybe I am getting paid for this. I don't know. All right. Thanks a lot guys for listening. This has been the Roundtable sports podcast. I'm going to come back, recap, you know, uh, some sports that I've been watching recently, uh, here, uh, within probably, you know, the next 24 to 48 hours, I will, uh, have another episode out here for you guys uh gonna watch the stanley cup finals tonight game seven is on and uh, yeah thanks for listening till next time um subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on and uh, uh make sure to check me out on twitter at talk more sports i uh am going to uh, try to get a, a website you know i have a website uh made try to get a website back up so you know i can just kind of make um, you know, some opinion blogs and whatnot without, you know, um, having to, you know, try to interact with everybody on Twitter and, and, and find a, you know, good place to put all of that stuff. Uh, want to, you know, get maybe a subscription based website as well, uh, that, you know, all you got to do is, you know, uh, subscribe and, uh, get to, uh, join into the conversation and help, you know, make this, uh, podcast take off, get it, get the, feet off the ground and uh hopefully this this bird doesn't land for a long time because uh, I, I enjoy doing this podcast by myself uh for myself and for you uh you all that listen so hopefully uh you know switching platforms here um instead of using a different host site uh helps helps get that uh going for me thanks a lot you guys and uh yeah subscribe <laughs>